Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got Jana Danielson. Welcome, Jana. Lynn, thank you so much for having me here on your podcast today. You're very welcome. Jana, you are a health wellness coach and expert. So tell the audience a little bit about what you do and how you got to be doing what you're doing now. Absolutely. So I live in Saskatoon, Canada, and my story actually starts, you know how sometimes they say, uh, well, everybody has a story, first of all, that's one thing I believe in. And my story was I, 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 I turned my mess into my message. And so in my late teens and early 20s, I started developing a lot of digestive pain and pain where I was, you know, I'm first born in my family, very kind of driven a type individual. And so I would get this pain in my stomach, you know, around exam time, or if I was waiting for a boy to call me, I would get a little nervous. And I just chalked it up to being a little nervous. But this pain continued. And through my university years, it continued and continued to the point where I started seeing doctor after doctor after doctor, and I would get referrals to specialists. And all I would really get out of those experiences was more medication and no real answers. And I ended up being, you know, finishing my degree, getting engaged to my high school sweetheart and thinking, how am I going to what is my life going to be like? I only ever wanted three things. I wanted to have a happy marriage, wanted to be a mom, and I wanted to own my own business. Those were my three goals in life. And I couldn't even get out of bed. And I, I, I did. I went through a state of depression because at one point, one of the doctors said to me, Jana, there's nothing more we can do for you. This pain is all in your head. You're seeking attention and have a nice life. And I went away with my 12 medications thinking, I'm 22 years old. What? what is my life going to be like? How am I going to make an impact in this world? Uh, and, and so that's really what, you know, what started me on this path to health and wellness, because my original plan A of like traditional medical system helping me out, it didn't work. And I started thinking to myself, women grow other humans in their bodies. We run marathons, we climb mountains, we do, we do all these things. Our bodies are amazing. There was just something that my body was missing. It was telling me through my pain, but I didn't know how to interpret that. So I found a Pilates class and I actually, no word of a lie, I saw Madonna in 1999 on the cover of a fitness magazine and it had the word Pilates on it. I was a huge Madonna fan and I was like, okay, I got to get this magazine. And I found this article on Pilates and it resonated with me. And I went to my first class and my body did nothing my instructor asked it to do. I couldn't breathe properly. I couldn't move my spine properly. And what normally would have been a really like, I would have got really pissed off normally, but my brain was intrigued. It was like, what is happening here? (laughs) Um, And that really is, that's how it started Lynn. And I, within about four months of taking two Pilates classes a week, 
I completely weaned myself off of all my medication. I was living the highest quality of life I had lived in probably seven or eight years. And I was just racking my brain trying to figure out how did this movement heal my body? Wow. 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 <laughs> That's incredible. I'm, I'm really shocked that you were treated the way you were, you know, in terms of being dismissed by the traditional medical practitioners, so to speak. But it, isn't it amazing that it's led you to doing exactly what you should be doing now? Well, and that's exactly it. So, you know, I, 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 I was a, a business consultant. That's what I was doing. That's what I went to university for. But there was something inside of me, you know, those little whispers that come to you, those little taps on the shoulder. And I was being in, in the prairies of, of Canada, you had to either go to Vancouver or Toronto to get your Pilates training. And we had three little boys by then. My husband and I, we still farmed. He had his own job. And I was like, okay, moving for six months for to get trained is not in the cards for me. But don't you think the universe brought a woman from Phoenix to my city to train in the Pilates mat and comprehensive uh, methods? So I did my training and I started teaching out of my basement only to my friends and family. My husband got a couple of his buddies and we did guys class twice a week. And that was in 2008. I started teaching four classes a week. 16 months later, I was teaching 16 classes a week. We bought some Pilates equipment. I was teaching about 20 hours of privates and realized that there was a business kind of budding right in front of me. My passion was turning into my business. And so my husband quit his job. He took over the business consulting firm and we opened up our first Pilates studio in 2010. And, you know, the rest really just kind of goes from there. The business continued to grow. In 2015, we expanded to a 9,000 square foot facility. I had a vision to bring therapy and movement together. So I now have a team of 50 practitioners. We have chiropractic care, mental health, physiotherapy, massage therapy, nutrition, fascial stretch therapy, Reiki, reflexology, osteopathy, naturopathic medicine, all under one roof with Pilates and movement. And so I have a team of 50 clinicians and instructors, administrators. We serve thousands of people. And that really energized me. I, I kept thinking, I need to, what, how can I make my reach beyond my city? And that's when I launched my online platform called the Meta District in September of 2019 which so many people say to me, oh my gosh, you had such foresight, Jana, six yes. months before COVID hit, how did you know? And I'm like, I didn't know. So, you know, I do have an online presence. I take people all over the world through movement experiences, movement education. And then that launched me into my first fit, uh, pelvic floor fitness product. So I love pelvic floor health. And I launched the cooch ball for women and the gooch ball for men almost exactly a year ago. Um, my Pilates retreats I used to do in Mexico, of course, got halted. So I brought my show online. I do three-day events for women called the Meta Impact Experience. And I now run a mastermind and a mentorship program. So my focus is women. My focus is women who have had their families, if they so have chosen, who have been growing their careers, growing their businesses, and find themselves in their you know 40s and early 50s kind of feeling like they lost a little bit of their sparkle, a little bit of their shine. So that's who I work with. I help them re-engage with themselves, with their health, and really, you know, become the impact that they're meant to be in this world. That's all fabulous. I love it. 
And that, like you say, no coincidence that, you know, things happen the way they did and, and in divine timing, so to speak. And, and uh, no coincidence that you're doing so well at, at what you're doing now. So what we wanted to delve into today was that the three secrets women need to know to improve their health. So if you could talk, talk us through that, please, Jana. For sure. So ladies, what I, what I feel sometimes is that our society, everything is so immediate now, right? Like you can, you can Google whatever you want. You can get information. My gosh, there's a pair of shoes. You can push a button and get a pizza delivered to your door, right? Like there's just all this technology and all these um, ideas that, you know, the 21 day, you know, cleanse or, you know, boot camp or we're, we're, we're taught that we need immediate results. And that is not the way our body works. Our body needs some really simple things that we forget about as we get caught up in what we should be doing or what that magazine article said we should be doing or that commercial on TV. So I want you to understand the first secret. And ladies, these are going to cost you nothing, no money, just a little bit of time every day. So you're made up of trillions of cells. Those cells make you who you are. They make up our systems. They make up our circulatory system, our digestive system, our nervous system, our skeletal system, our muscular system. And these systems are built to work together. All right. So this is one of the things I like to tell my clients is that traditional fitness teaches us to work our body as parts. You might go to the gym and do, you know, upper body weight work, or you might do your cardio, but you're, you're not working the body as a system. And that becomes a problem when those systems become out of alignment or one becomes uh, just a little more dysfunctional than another one. So if you think about your self-care, S-E-L-F, we hear lots about self-care these days. I like to say self-care is a product or a byproduct of cell care, C-E-L-L -L care. So if you understand when your cells are healthy, you have no choice but for those systems to work like they should, to have energy, vitality, to, to you know, serve the people that you love as your very best self. Instead of taking, you know, those over-the-counter medications, because maybe you have a headache or, you know, you've got this nagging backache that's bugging, you know, bugged you for months and you don't know what to do about it. So secret number one is oxygenation. All right. And I'm going to, I'm going to actually teach you this over the podcast today because proper breathing using a muscle cut called the diaphragm is absolutely critical. So I'm going to take you back to the late 1980s. All right. So I was a teenager in the late 1980s. And if you think back to fashion back then, we wore acid wash jeans. They were skin tight. Um, I would lay on my bed in the morning with a coat hanger and I would hook the coat hanger on my zipper to try and zip up my jeans. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Lynn, you know what I'm talking about, right? That's just how it was, right? The tighter the jeans, the better. We had the asymmetrical haircuts and the big back combing with the hairspray of our bangs, right? But when you think about that, what that fashion did is it was taking space away from us. It's like how Marie Antoinette used to wear a corset, like, the, you know, that fashion has been like that. 
we get this ideal that we're supposed to have this hourglass figure and that, you know, a tiny waist with like really luscious hips are, that's appealing, right? But what happens when you take space away from your torso is that your organs literally get smushed. Think of the days when you used to get into an elevator with, you know, 20 other people and you would be standing in this little elevator waiting to go to, you know, whatever room your, your, or whatever floor your room was on in your hotel. So think of it like that versus riding an elevator on your own, lots of space, right? What do you think happens when we take space away from our organs? Do you think your stomach can digest as good as it should? Do you think the small and large intestine can do their jobs optimally. Do you think our, you know, elimination system for us to get rid of what we don't need from our food works properly? No, not, not at all. And so because we live on a planet with gravity, we get drawn down, like literally we're, we're shorter at the end of the day than we are when we wake up in the morning. Did you know that if you've ever gotten into your vehicle and you look at your rear view mirror and you're like, why am I looking at my back seat? Well, it's because <laughs> when you got into the vehicle, you know, last night you were shorter. So you changed your mirror and now you're taller and that's really what happens. And so when we breathe diaphragmatically, ladies, there's something really magical that happens in our body automatically. So your diaphragm sits inside your rib cage. Think of it like a, a, an open umbrella or a mushroom cap. It lines the ribs in this beautiful dome shape. When we have restricted clothing, we aren't able to breathe diaphragmatically. There's no space. So we end up breathing like fish with gills on the side of our neck. And what that does over time is it creates tension and unnecessary um, just holding. So if you're someone who gets a massage and then two days later, your neck and your upper back and your jaw is tight again, it literally is because you more than likely have been teaching your neck muscles, which are secondary breathers, how to be the primary breather. So these neck muscles that hold your beautiful head up on your body that's a big job already. Now you're saying, oh yeah, little neck muscles. I also need you to breathe for me and they'll do it, but they're gonna get tired really, really quickly. So when we're breathing diaphragmatically, a really, I mean, if you're driving your vehicle, obviously don't try this, but if you're listening at home and you can safely do this, if you place one hand on your sternum, it's the flat bone on your chest, okay? And then one hand on your belly button. When you inhale through your nose, like you're smelling a fresh baked apple pie, you want to try and get the palm of your belly button hand to move more than the palm of your upper sternum hand. So let's try three of these together. Just take a big breath in, smell that fresh baked apple pie, try and get more air into your bottom palm and then exhale out of your mouth, just very gently, like you're fogging up a mirror. Okay. Relax your bottom jaw. Inhale. Try fill that bottom hand and then exhale. It makes kind of an HA sound on the exhale. And one more time, breathe in through your nose, fill that bottom palm and then exhale out of your mouth, okay? Now, a couple of things. If you kept those breathing cycles going or maybe even after just three breath cycles, if you started feeling a little bit lightheaded, it is a physiological sign that you are living in a state of oxygen deprivation. 
our cells are unhealthy. They are unable to flourish because we're suffocating them. How are they ever supposed to do their job if they feel like they're being taxed all the time? All right. Think of your cells running a marathon. Okay. And they're running a marathon and you're like, you know, you're, you're suffocating them. They're not going to go very far in that, in that marathon. So here's what happens. We start the aging process starts to fast forward. We start seeing our skin looking a little bit sallow. We start seeing our body posture change into like a forward frozen position. We see our circulation start to decrease. And you know what, ladies, our blood flow is absolutely key to our body flourishing. And that's why they say, you know, you've probably heard them say, you know, sitting is the new smoking. It really is. We need to be getting up. If you're at a desk, um, sitting all day long, every hour, if you got up for two minutes to go to the bathroom, fill your water bottle, get a snack, that two minutes is enough to get that blood flow going again. You can take your deep diaphragmatic breaths during that time. And then you really reset the button. So that's what's, that's why oxygenation is critical. So what I do and what I coach my clients on, you're not going to do that deep breathing 24 seven, right? You're going to become a better breather, but if you could do eight to 10 of those breaths in the morning, eight to 10 of those breaths sometime during your day and eight to 10 of those breaths at night, I guarantee you, you're going to start to feel even just more energized from that. And that lightheaded feeling you're getting is going to start to subside because those big gulps of oxygen you're taking in are going to start to become a regular occurrence. And your brain is actually going to be healthier. Basically think of those days where you have brain fog. Where are my keys? Did I send that email? That's a sign of oxygen deprivation. We're in that foggy morning, afternoon, evening vibe. That's a lack of oxygen. So that is secret number one. Excellent. Love it. So on to number two, on to number two. All right. So hydration, our body is over 70% water. But for some reason, we don't take water in as much as we should. Did you know that the body uses our water intake in a priority system? So visualize this, visualize a great big pyramid, all right? And at the top of the pyramid is your brain. So the first water that you take in in your day is going to hydrate your brain. The middle of the pyramid are your vital organs. So once the brain is hydrated, then the next water you take in is going to go to hydrate your vital organs, your lungs, your, you know, gallbladder, your stomach, you know, all of those really important organs that make us live the life we're living, get a boost of hydration. The bottom of the pyramid is the tissues of our muscles, our bones, our joints. So if you wake up in the morning and you kind of feel like the Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz after a heavy rain, like, you know, you feel a little bit creaky and it takes you five or 10 minutes to get going, you're in a major state of dehydration because the tissues, ladies, that are in our body the tissues are supposed to glide. Like think of 
think of going down a fun water slide. That's how our tissues are supposed to glide on each other. When we are dehydrated, think of the stickiest piece of Velcro and you stick that Velcro together, those tissues are not going to slide. They are gonna stick. And remember what I talked about blood flow a few minutes ago? When tissues don't glide, muscle tissue, fascial tissue, then we become really our um, blood flow become, it, it decreases to all of our, our entire body, all of our tissues. And that becomes a problem. When we are dehydrated, how do you think our body gets, you know, the nutrients and the minerals to different parts of our body, different organs, different systems? It's our through hydration. So we need to be properly hydrated. Now I always get the question, Jana, how much water should I be drinking? And, you know, you can, there's obviously with technology, you can get little apps you can download to track your water. Um, you can go, there's, there's complicated formulas where you can put in, you know, your height and your weight and your activity level, and they can give you, uh, you know, how many milliliters a day you're supposed to be drinking or how many cups of water. My general rule of thumb is this, I have a 500 mil water bottle and I like to drink three to four of those a day. That works for my body, all right? I also like to drink tea. So my herbal tea counts towards my hydration. And ladies, those of you who love your coffee, I'm not saying stop drinking coffee, but I want you to love it. I want, if you love the warmth of the cup in your hands, enjoy that while you're drinking it. If you really love the taste, like, Take the time to enjoy that cup of coffee instead of just drinking it because after we've drinking two or drank two cups of water or sorry, two cups of coffee or 16 ounces of coffee, that becomes all that caffeine in our body becomes a diuretic, which means it's dehydrating you and you have to drink more water to counteract that. So using you know, and if you, if you're not a water drinker, good, good Lord, do not go to like 2000 milliliters in a day, right? Because your bladder is not going to love you mm -hmm. and you're not going to stick to the practice. Just drink four sips in the morning. And if that's what you're doing to start, I don't, that's great, right? The trick is start your hydration early because the earlier in your day, you start your hydration, your brain and your thirst mechanism are gonna get woken up. So they're gonna tell you more readily when's the next time to have a sip of water. If you're waiting till after lunch to drink your first sip of water, there's been four hours of you know really wasted time, all right? So just like oxygenation plays into anti-aging, so does hydration. You'll notice your joints, you'll notice, you know, your, your, just the way you move is going to start to change. And if you are rehabilitating, you know, some chronic back pain, or maybe you rolled your ankle or your shoulder's been bugging you, that rehab is going to improve exponentially when your body has the environment to heal and it needs air and it needs water two things, like I said, readily available, cost you nothing, and really take minutes a day. So that is secret number two. Fantastic. And when you think about, um, I suppose you're going to probably get asked this question a lot, but, you know, are there other ways to take water? If you're not keen on just taking water bland, I mean, yeah. you know, is it okay to drink it with a bit of orange, orange squash or cordial or... Yeah. Does that yeah. count or does that counteract Double. it? 
No, a hundred percent. I do get that question all the time. You can put, if you've got like, like some of my clients like to drop like an essential, a lemon essential oil or squeeze a fresh lemon or diffuse fruit overnight. You know, you don't have to get one of those really fancy water bottles with the diffuser. You can just throw some berries into a water bottle at night and overnight it's going to get the essence of the flavor. So, um, you know, even some of those, you can get some of those powdered flavored, you know, water flavor to flavor your water and you know not that I want you doing that all the time but if it if it's part of the process to get your body into you know drinking some water um that's awesome I I have no problem with any of that and like I said you know your herbal teas are going to count as your hydration if you love I mean think of the food you eat if you love cucumbers or watermelon they are very high density in in water so you're also getting hydration from your food so it's important to understand that you know hydration truly is a mindset if you decide you don't like water guess what you're not going to like water <laughs> but if you start to tell your brain you know what Water is going to make my skin shine. Water is going to maybe, you know, work on lubricating it, you know, my tissue so that I can go play catch with my dog and not have my shoulder bother me. Like if you think of the outcomes of hydration versus the action, it kind of tricks the brain a little bit into being like, okay, I can get on board with this because that's, that's what I want to experience in in my life. And you know, the other question I get a lot, Lynn, too, before we move on to secret three is, I don't like cold water. And I don't really care what temperature you drink your water at, whether you, you know, put it, have it, you know, tepid room temperature, or, you know, boil it and drink it hot, that doesn't matter at all. It really is the action of the consistent hydration throughout the day. Um, that is key. And if you know what, if you don't want to get up three times at night to go pee, then just drink your water from 8am to 6pm. And then, you know, that should that should help you. <laughs> I love that. And I also love the fact that you said um, about, you know, having a different mindset and attitude towards water, because I actually love water, you know, whether that's drinking it, or, you know, I, I'm a typical, I suppose, uh, um advocate of my sign because I'm a Pisces the fish and I actually love showers I love having baths and I've always had very soft skin and I've always looked a lot younger than my age I'm actually 61 years old and uh, people have always complimented me on my skin and how young I look but it's because I have the attitude that water is my fountain of youth you know regardless of what form I I use it whether I'm drinking it or bathing in it it's a fountain of youth. And I look in the mirror every day and thinking, you know, the water is just like that fountain of youth that's making me look younger and uh, healthier every day. You know, and I really love that. And we can look to nature, right? Like, I mean, mother nature will never steer us wrong. What happens when, if you have a plant, a house plant, and you're caring for that plant, it's got sunshine, it's got you know, you were watering it, that plant flourishes. But what happens if you do an experiment and decide I'm not going to water that plant for the next three weeks, maybe unless it's a cactus. But what do you think is going to happen to that plant? Look at watch the soil, the soil gets cracked, the plant, the vigor of the leaves starts to like that, that is a living creature just like us. And so we need to be providing our body the basic building blocks for it to just shine. Excellent. Okay, so secret number three then, Jana. 
Secret number three, ladies. All right. And this is coming from me as a Pilates instructor. Joseph Pilates, who is the, the man who created the whole system of movement, okay, was, was you know, born in Germany, moved to England during the First World War, ended up in New York City. Um, Joe, one of my favorite quotes from Joe is, the health of your body is dictated by the health of your spine. So you can have a 70-year-old body with a 30-year-old spine, and that's the quality of life that person will live. On the other hand, you can have a 30-year-old body with a 70-year-old spine, and that's the quality of life that body will live. So our spine is made up of little bones called vertebrae. In between each vertebrae is like a little jelly donut called an intervertebral disc, and it protects those little bones from each other, all right? Sometimes people get you know, bulging discs or herniated discs where the jelly has like poked out of that donut, not creates issues on its own. But when we move our body in five or sorry, when we move our spine in five different ways, it creates vitality. So visualize with me, ladies, if you're sitting or if you're not sitting and you can sit, then sit. I'm going to talk you through the five movements. Um, that really take you a minute a day to, to do. So if you think about tucking your tailbone between your legs, so if you were like a puppy and you have your tail, you wanna tuck it between your legs, okay? And you just kind of roll back on past the back of your pelvis and then you sit back up. You might feel those bony sit bones underneath you. This little tucking action and then returning to tall sitting is called spinal flexion. If you add that exhale breath as you curl back, so as you curl back and exhale and inhale, sit up. Exhale, curl back like you're tucking that tail between your legs. And one more time, exhale, curl. Here's what you're doing. You're stretching those little muscles on the side of the, of the spine of the low back. You are giving your organs a massage as you tuck that tailbone and exhale. So that internal massage, you're creating the movement of those five little lumbar vertebrae at the bottom of our spine. And you're just really focusing on getting into and out of what we call a neutral spine position. Okay. So that's, that's movement number one. Movement number two. I like to have a glass of wine every once in a while. This is extension. So I want you to think about either visualize watching a bird fly overhead or drinking the last sip of wine from your glass. You're going to pretend you're wearing a sweater with a zipper and you're going to start zipping up that zipper from your belly button. So you're going to inhale, start zipping up that zipper, look up toward that bird or take that last sip of wine without hanging your head off your back, uh, off your spine, and then come back and just look right back to the horizon. And do it again. Think of zipping up that zipper, zip it, make your neck feel long, make the energy go through your head, look up toward the sky. And girls, if you're doing this right, you will not feel the weight of your head. Okay. It's going to feel supported by your core and then come back to the horizon and one more time zip up that jacket take that last sip of wine take a look up reach it's opening the heart and then come back to neutral all right so that's spinal extension flexion and extension are opposite movements of each other now rotation so from where you're sitting or standing take a look over your right shoulder and take a look over your left shoulder and I want you to visualize like a face cloth or a little hand towel. And as you rotate from side to side, visualize yourself wringing out that towel. 
All right. It just gives the spine that little massage. Let your shoulders move. Let your rib cage move. Really get that entire spine to twist. And just do one more, one more each side. And then come back to the center. Okay. Tuck of the tail is flexion. Zipping up that jacket is extension. And then the rotation is number three. Number four. I want you to just bring your hands by your side and I want you to reach down toward the floor on one side of your body. Like you're gonna pick up your purse and then go to the other side. So it's a side bend, okay? And I want you to notice from where you're sitting, make sure your butt feels like roots of a tree. Don't let your butt come off of your chair. So you're not gonna really move that far side to side because if you do, you're gonna take the opposite butt cheek off of the chair. So it's a very subtle side to side. We call this lateral flexion, okay? The body needs to move side to side. Beautiful, okay. So that was number four, tuck of the tail, flexion, zip up the jacket, extension. Then we had rotation, then we had lateral flexion or side bending. Now the last one, I'm just gonna talk you through it. You're, you have to lay on your floor for this one. It's called inversion. So because we live on a planet with gravity, remember I told you earlier, everything gets drawn down. So what we want to do is we want the blood flow around those little vertebrae to change direction. So if you're laying on the floor with your knees bent and your feet underneath your knees, if you gently just lift your butt off of the ground into a bridge position. Now careful not to pop your ribs, but just lift the butt off a little bit. As long as your tailbone is higher than your heart, gravity is gonna start to move the spinal fluid and the blood in a different direction. And those little jelly donuts are gonna be like little sponges. They're gonna be absorbing all that great spinal fluid and all that great blood. And they're gonna become happy and more functional to support those little bones on either side of them. So doing that, coming up into bridge, breathe three or four times, come back down, do that again, breathe for three or four and come back down. And that really is the, that is the system of movement that healed my body because once my body and my spine started moving like it should, because our nervous system is plugged in like lights on a Christmas tree into our spine, girls, everything else starts to become more functional. And that's what is, uh, that's the third secret. If you did these three, obviously your breathing is going to be all day. You're not just going to breathe one time, right? So you're going to breathe three times a day. You're going to be sipping your water throughout the day. Your spinal movements can be done in literally less than two minutes. And if you are worth it, you are worth these three secrets to start taking slow and steady small shifts to making huge impact in your mind, body, and spirit. Wow. <laughs> what can I say? Jenna, that was fabulous. Absolutely loved the, that um, whole three secrets. Every single one I could, I was getting involved there. I was actually having a go and uh, yeah, I actually felt that, you're actually having such a huge, massive impact on the world just by relaying these three secrets, I'm sure. It is. And, you know, and ladies, right? Like as soon as you finish listening to this podcast, or maybe you've been all, maybe you went and filled your water bottle as you were listening to Lynn and I, that's what we want, right? If we don't bring these, these simple habits really become, um, if they're not on our radar, 
They're easy to let slide. But as soon as you do them consistently for a couple of days, our body's going to start craving it because we are giving it what it needs and it's loving it. And you're going to feel it. You're going to see it. If you are someone that gets kind of bloaty during your period, drink up your hydration, right? Like that bloating feeling. And you might think, Hey, wait, that doesn't make sense. More water when I feel bloated. Yes. The tissues absorb it. They, they get out of that bloatiness and you're going to feel, you know, tighter and leaner. And that's, that's really, that's how we impact our body as we age. These simple, simple three rules can, can make a really big difference. Excellent. Jana, um, absolutely phenomenal information. I really love that. So, you know, I know that, you know, for some people, especially, you know, if they're not being used to putting these things into practice, might think, oh, you know, that's a bit too much for me to take on board. But even if you just start with one of those steps to start with and get that as a regular habit, that, that's a good step in the right direction, isn't it? Absolutely. Just, just do your diaphragmatic breathing. Ten, like 10 in the morning, 10 in the middle of the day, 10 at night. If you just did that and you did nothing else that we've chatted about today, your body would be different. 100% agree. So Jana, how can um, our listeners get hold of you? What's your main contact information, please? So the best way to reach me is through email and it's info at metadistrict.com. And I'm just going to spell that. So info is info, but meta has two T's. So it's M-E-T-T-A and then district, D-I-S-T-R-I-C-T.com. That's the best way to reach me. Um, You know, meta, just so you know, ladies, meta is a Buddhist word that means a place of love no judgment, benevolence. And that's what I'm trying to create around the world is a community where women can come and feel supported, learn, and truly become better versions of themselves. It's like a pebble. You drop a pebble into a lake and you see, you know, the little lines permeate out. That's what we are as women. We are natural nurturers. We, you know, the world needs more amazing women. And when our body and our mind and our spirit is, you know, working exactly how we want it to, then we can show up in the most magnificent way. Love it. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Then those three steps are are just so phenomenally pearls of wisdom in, in their own right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, listeners, it just leaves me to say that true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.